Hello and welcome to I've Run Out of Glue Sticks, the podcast which follows my journey as I transition from a full-time class teacher of seven years to what I'm going to be looking at now is supply teaching and setting up some tutoring as it stands. Um, I left because of having just negative feelings about myself, not fitting in, feeling a bit down. All this business that I talk about in episode one and episode two. Do you know what? Today we're going to be talking about the responses to the podcast. We're going to talk about the stories that have been shared and the concoction of emotions like relaxation and frustration, which is an interesting mix. But it's certainly what is going on in my little head. So sit back, relax, get a cup of tea unless you're driving. That's really dangerous if you do that. Also, how cool is that that I just said? Unless you're driving. Only radio presenters say that. Who do I think I am? I don't know what's going on. But I do know what's going on because I'm running this podcast and I am very, very, very capable. Okay. Sit back. Chill out. Drink. Goodbye. Well, where to begin? Well, first, my dog has just decided to roll up because I'm eating a banana. Well, I'm not eating it. It's not even. It's just literally here, right next to me, unpeeled, and she's looking at me like I am the king of the world, which is a great feeling, by the way. She loves to eat bits, bits of bananas. She's such a little dog, but she'll she'll just stare me down. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the responses of my dog to bananas. Go away. Sorry, doggy. We are here to talk about relaxing to rebuild because that's I feel like that's the motto of the past three weeks I'm currently where am I now with three weeks into the holiday I'm feeling pretty good I'm feeling pretty relaxed which is nice and I do feel like I'm in a state of rebuilding I feel like I've reset I feel like a new person back to what I used to be like perhaps and I, I don't think I've said hello to this version of myself for a very very long time and I'll talk about the reasons why I think that is the case later on. So yeah, let's split the responses, the responses up into a few sections because I've appreciated sharing the stories. I had no idea how many stories out there were similar in terms of uh, people responding to the anxiety relating to the events that I'd gone through a little bit and this idea that thought sudden failure or the idea of being stuck in particular was something that resonated with a lot of people. I thought that was really sad, but unsurprising, I suppose. Well, maybe it was surprising because I didn't expect so many people to to resonate with it. Um, my personal account, for example, my personal Instagram account, I only have about 20 followers on that. I'm quite tight with <laughs> with with my circle of social friends. And uh, I've got about ten times that now. Just did a t- three or f- three with three weeks, four weeks, of being on the the glue sticks Instagram, and I think that says something for what people want to connect with. So yeah, this idea of sharing those stories has made me feel a little bit less alone in terms of the situations that teachers and non-teachers actually go through. And you know what? I'll talk a bit more about those stories in the future. But you know. What has also been surprising is how many like-minded people there are that I've connected with. I've had some fantastic conversations in personal DMs and 
on threads, comments of posts with people that really, really believe that well-being is something that needs to be worked on in schools and the support from other Instagram users and groups has been excellent and surprising, I must say. I've got to give a quick shout out to the Mindsetters podcast. They talk about the, the fear bubble and breaking out from that. I really related to that. Uh, Petite Primary is doing a lot for new teachers coming in. The positive energy, by the way, of Mr. Mac making memories is superb because he is really all passionate about teaching, but he's also passionate about not having a, you know, about realistic well-being targets, if you like, for teachers. I rate it and I had a very exciting conversation with Mr. P from Two Peas in a Pod podcast or Two Peas in a Podcast. And that was like meeting a celebrity. I only had literally a couple of words from him, but celebrity, teaching celebrity, am I right? Especially in the UK, I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but my wife has done training with him before, face-to-face training. Oh, it was just so exciting when I got a message back from him. I was like, oh my gosh, teacher fangirl over here. Yeah, and the endless others, there's, there's people that I won't name because their stories are quite personal, but I've had so many people message me and tell me about their situation where they've left school or they've moved to a different school and they've... I've had a lot of advice about supply teaching as well, which has been fantastic to receive. So do you know what? In a nutshell, the response to the podcast, I've been blown away with. And it's been a fantastic focus. Because teachers, I don't know, maybe you're the same if you're a teacher listening. It takes a long time for teachers to wind down. So to have something that I can focus on that isn't work, schoolwork, that isn't to me thinking about the future and you know it is quite a scary thing to think about it's exciting but it is scary it's a totally new new realm I'm going into after seven years it has been quite nice to 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 focus on what positive energy people have been able to give me and to have a focus in terms of creating posts and conversations about well-being and looking after yourself and all this sort of business and whether well-being as well is actually all it's cracked up to be in schools. Yeah, it's been great. I've loved it. And it's been a real positive force. And there's one more thing. Oh, the dog's back. I'm not eating the banana. You're not having any. She's gone straight She's She's, she's gone straight away. I do feel a bit mean though. But I'm not eating a banana whilst recording a podcast. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. I've also had some varying responses to becoming a supply teacher because that's the only solid thing I've got at the moment. As as I've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, at the moment, I'm still supply teaching from September, but I've I've still not thought anything about the tutoring business that I want to do two days a week. I've just not been in the headspace for it, but when when I told... A lot of people, they were like, oh, great, you can choose your hours, you'll be able to do what's good, blah, blah, blah. I've really understood it, especially those people that understood the situations that I've I talked about in the last couple of episodes. But when I told other people who have been teachers or are teachers, some teachers were like, oh, are you sure? That was the first response I got. I said, oh, I'm thinking about, or oh, I am going into supply teaching. And within a millisecond, it was, oh, the face was scrunched. 
The eyebrows burrowed. Are you sure? That was the phrase I got. I think that person, it was only one person to be fair, but it, it really stuck with me. Perhaps doesn't understand the situation I'm in. And perhaps had a, well, I know they actually had a bad experience as a supply teacher. So, you know what? I let it slide. I let it go. Because actually 95% of people around me have been really supportive and really appreciative of my situation and how it's going to benefit. I think some people are confused because it's like, why are you cutting your wage in half? But as I spoke about before, it's all about having, I know what my bottom line is. I know what I need to bring into the the house to keep everything that I've got going. It will be a big pay cut, but it'll be enough to keep everything we've got to start with at least. So, yeah, it's been a mixed bag. However, the responses have been positive and I've appreciated everyone who's been listening. And those of you who have commented or messaged me, it's been brilliant. I've loved it. I've had a great couple of weeks connecting with these people. Woohoo! Right, let's talk about me, because we haven't done that enough. (laughs) I want to talk about the relaxation and the frustration that I have had over the past three weeks since I've finished teaching. Now, some of you might have heard of a little sporting event called the Olympics. You may have heard of them. Every time they come around, every four years since the day I was born, I have been obsessed with the Olympics. I'll watch anything. I'll become an expert on weightlifting and BMXing, things that I've never done in my entire life. I'm an expert. I'll sit there for hours and watch it. What I've been doing nearly every day after waking up in the morning, I'd just get up, I'd feed the dog, get my cereal, get my toast, and I'd just sit in front of the telly and watch the Olympics for ages. I'd watch Adam Peaty in the swimming. The Brits this year, I mean, they won a lot of medals. It was brilliant. It was so exciting, especially in the swimming. That was so fun. But in a nutshell, I was just getting up and I was just sitting and having slow mornings. I really recommend having slow mornings. You know, I don't have kids so I can say that's really easy. If you've got kids, you'll probably... I've just dropped my phone. Oh, dear. Oh, well, it's on the floor now. Ouch. Hit my foot on the way down. You're probably laughing anyway. You're probably thinking that's karma for saying that you can relax with kids. And then excited when Brits win things. Eating my croissant. As the croissant bits just fall down my chest. So, yeah, it's, I've just managed to relax in and the same when I went to the beach I went to the beach for a week in a caravan and it was a great thing it was a great marker because a year ago we went with the dog a year ago and she was six months old the dog and I was in a bit of a bad place in a negative space and I found myself packing the car without being stressed which was new driving down without being stressed which was new the dog was absolutely fine she'd been trained brilliantly if I say so myself, and we just spent time at the beach, we had amazing fish and chips, from our caravan you could see the sea, the East Sea, the sea to the east of England, 
and I would just sit there with cups of tea and just look out and just, yeah, just had, I just had a great time there. It was so, I felt so relaxed. I slept nearly every day during the day, napping, napping, napping. I'd say napping has been one of the biggest things I've done this holiday. I don't know if anyone relates to napping. Probably. Nap, nap, nap. That's all I'm doing. And I, I just love it. I just feel great when, apart from this one time, I had a nap and I woke up because the dog was barking. And, oh... If looks could kill, I would have been a murderer. But it was okay. I just did so much napping. And then I went to my uh, my hometown. My family put on a an event to get my mum's side of the family together. It was so nice. I, f- I found, you know, I picked my cousin up from the station and just had so much fun chatting and catching up with the, the, the family that I've not seen for a couple of years because of a little thing called the coronavirus. You may have heard of it. So it's just meant that we've we've been separated for a long time. and I found myself quite confident and quite chatty, which I, I've reflected. I don't think I've felt that confident and chatty in a long time because I feel so light. I don't have the pressure of, oh, I'm, I best relax because I've got to rebuild ready for September go back to the class and experience everything that I've experienced that I explained in the last couple of episodes. I had just such a great time with family and reconnecting. And you know what, as well as watching the Olympics at home, I've just been sleeping. I've, I've also found myself daydreaming about the future and about the baby that's coming and about what life's going to be like with the baby, about what life's going to be like as a supply teacher. And I don't think... I'm, I'm sure I'm right, but I'm pretty sure I don't daydream that much. When I've been unhappy, I just haven't daydreamed because I'm just constantly worried about now or the future. But I'm living in the moment a bit more. And when I'm, a, when I'm relaxing, I'm daydreaming, which is great. And of course, I've been napping. Did I mention that? I feel like I may have mentioned that about a thousand times. But that is because I have been napping a lot. So there we go. And... I, I do have some creeping little concerns coming through about how, why I've not started the tutoring business, but I think I'm just gonna I'm just sidelining it for a bit because I know that as long as I get enough work through supply, I'll, I'll be all right for the first few months. Um, and I just want to rebuild. I want to relax to rebuild. Whew, that's what I want to do. But of course, I also feel pockets of frustration for a few reasons and one of them is I keep thinking about the events that have led me to stopping teaching about not being able to get a job after trying about a hundred billion times it feels like I don't know I think it was 10 times over three years or four years about like responses to the men- like the mental health issues that I was experiencing, I'm still frustrated about that. Like three weeks in, and I think I'm also annoyed that brain pain is not the same as physical pain. It's not viewed the same, and I suppose there, there's lots of reasons for it. I'm sure that's for another day on another podcast, whatever. But I just feel like I might still be there if I was able to have the the care that was needed, if that makes sense. And the past week also, since I put the post up about the well-being phrase, whether well-being is a useless buzzword in schools, 
um, and I went on the Instagram. The old Instagram. I think I aged myself about 50 years there. I went on the Instagram um, and talked about whether it is meaningless or not. And a lot of you said possibly it was. Yes. So I'll talk a little bit more about that next, I think. Because it, it needs its own section. So hit the music. Is well-being a meaningless buzzwords used by schools, peers and the governments? Well, that was the question that I put out on my story last week. And I had a massive response from it. Um, almost 100% of people <laughs> said that, yes, it was a bit of a tick box exercise. That was a real common theme going through about how it was misunderstood, both child and staff well-being. And a lot of people agreeing with that comment. Some said that they hand out a questionnaire and think they've ticked the box for Ofsted for another year. And I, I've seen that many times with concerns that have been brought up about well-being and, well, an answer was, was given for each concern. And then one thing, I think it was shout-out slips were handed out, which are quite nice. There's nothing wrong with a shout-out slip, but um, I feel like it was a bit of a tick-box exercise that they can say to Ofsted, yes, we responded to the questionnaire about well-being being low by creating shout-out slips. And I, th I feel like it's a bit more intense of an issue than that. So it was interesting that someone else had picked up on that. Some said that it was often mistaken for yoga and free food or earning well-being days off. I mean, this was very, very interesting. I know of uh, members of staff who have had well-being days, which on paper look superb, but then the day is used as a weapon and they are unable to get their well-being day if they don't do X amount of work. Which is, of course, bonkers because the amount of work that teachers do anyway should be enough to get that... Don't get me started. I, I, I'll move on from that one. But again, it's another example of well-being not being used effectively as a meaningless buzzword. Being used as a carrot and a stick... Yep, 100% hurts when it's thrown around with no action, misunderstood and overused. Tick box, tick box, tick box. And that, that comes up so, so often. And that kind of response got me thinking about particular issues where there are loads of issues where well-being, I believe, has been affected negatively. And I was interested to see what response we got from that. And we had a big response to arrival and leaving times because the response or the question wow you're leaving early has been said to me so many times I couldn't even count and I believe it to be rather damaging I don't know whether you agree because there are so many reasons why someone might have to leave at 4pm if that's the time that you're leaving to recharge away from an intense working environment get to an appointment that you can't take during, you know, any old time you need to get it quickly. Maybe you want to walk the dog before it gets dark, which would be great, wouldn't it, for your well-being? But you're being judged for leaving. Um, yet again, similar to the story that I shared earlier, 
it may, got me thinking about someone who comes in at 7am every morning and leaves at 4, gets everything done before school, but is still getting comments like, oh, what time are you leaving? And that person feels really awkward for leaving. You know, I've, what, what did someone say here? There was a, a comment from Mrs. Smith teaching primary who said, a very toxic school I worked at used to worry if you weren't in just after 7.30am. Always expected to work through lunch and never left until after 6. And she lasted a year there. That is so common, isn't it? To, to feel the pressure of working an 8-9 hour day every day for 39 weeks. Often that can come from looking around the staff around you, if that's what they do, if you're a teacher that comes into that school, you, you will probably replicate it. So perhaps there is a, an argument for if, if schools really do want to tackle negative well-being, then perhaps there's an argument for encouraging teachers not to stay so late or encouraging teachers to not judge other teachers who you know, stay, stay till six and get their work done so they don't have to work at home. Maybe they shouldn't be viewed any different to someone who takes their work home to mark, assess, whatever at home at 4pm so they can spend time with their kids between four and seven when they go to bed or something. I don't know. So, yeah, they're, they're, that, that's a really interesting response to some of the questions that came out. And it it was basically a week of me being really frustrated for other people who have experienced situations like it, you know, crazy, crazy times. But what could he do? Well then, there we go. I spoke a lot about how the last three weeks or so I've connected with loads of you lot. If there's anyone out there who doesn't want or does, <laughs> doesn't want to connect with me, who hasn't connected with me yet, you can find me on Instagram at Runout of Glue Sticks Podcast. And you can see uh, what I'm posting on there and see when other upcoming episodes are arriving, which is exciting. So yeah, get on there. Get following me or else. And yeah, make the most of the rest of your holiday if you're a teacher who's having a well-deserved and well-earned break. Look after yourself. Bye.